I V M. Hello and welcome to Simplified, the podcast that takes something foreign and adds very basic subtitles to it to make it intelligible to a new audience. Our value is not so much in quality as it is in effort. It's more like a diet coke along with a meal. You can supplement it with cheeseburger and fries or a healthy meal with proteins and greens. I am Tony and I'm joined by Naren. Say hi, Naren. Hi, hi, Tony. And yeah, happy to be here and a very good, succinct explanation of what <laughs> a simplification of what Simplified actually does. So, yeah. Welcome to the show. Since we last spoke, Naren, our lives have changed drastically. I've uh, moved from Bombay to Kerala, uh, at least for mm. a month. And I'm back in my uh, original study room from school days. I wish this was a video podcast because now I finally got a bookcase background. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, yeah, I mean, you go through the trouble and expenses of acquiring a zoomable background and <laughs> terrible, terrible. Yeah, yeah, we have to put it in the illustration, I think. But Naren, your life has also drastically changed because now you're binge watching something called uh, Fabulous Lives of Bollywood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I have to tell you about this. Yeah. So there is this serial called... Uh, series on Netflix called Fabulous Lives of Bollywood Wives, which is absolute nonsense. It, it tracks <laughs> four people um, who are married to Bollywood personalities. And one of them actually is, you know, married to someone who's married to a Bollywood person. She is the Bollywood personality herself, actually. And the way they talk and the pretentiousness. And the, <laughs> it's, it's just, it's so bad, it's good. It's And... Uh, uh, you know, my wife is a fan of all things Bollywood, and she would she finds it ridiculous. So, yeah, it is so bad. It could uh, could also be a subtitle for Simplified, <laughs> which we have. <laughs> no, but, uh, no, you no, saw the show, and then you we, said, uh, "Let's record a podcast because you know whatever we do, it, if this gets aired, we have, our podcast can." No, we are no competition. We are we are just no competition. <laughs> We need to, like, another 500 episodes before we get anywhere close to current joy. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, today we are trying to talk about something called... Basically, I came to Kerala and then I realized, okay, let me speak about something that is uh, close to my heart. Something that is very local and stuff like that. Then I went through my uh, old belongings and figured out that there is nothing worth talking about. And suddenly, uh, a Malayalam movie, <laughs> Jalli Kattu, got uh, nominated for uh, the Oscars. So, yeah, I thought uh, we'll speak about what is the process that goes behind selecting movie for this category. Narin, do you know what this category is called, by the way? Uh, best Foreign Film? Yeah, close, close. Best so, it was called Best Foreign Language Film till last year. Uh, now they've mm. changed it to the Academy Award for Best International Feature Film. Because uh, oh. according to the Academy, mm. they have noted that reference to foreign is outdated within the global filmmaking community. And they believe that international feature film better represents this category and promotes a positive and inclusive view of filmmaking and the art of film as a universal experience. Stop quote. You know, there's this <laughs> funny thing that I read 
somewhere where uh, one person says i forgot to say stop quote back in my debate in 12th standard and now everyone thinks the <laughs> everything i've spoken since is a shakespeare quote so <laughs> stopping quote is very important uh, so yeah it's it's suddenly changed to the academy award for best international feature film little bit of history it's been around forever since uh, 1956 uh, which is the 29th academy awards uh, prior to that when the first uh, academy award ceremony was held in 1929 uh, there was no separate category because majority of the films were silent films right so the one important criteria here is that it needs to be a non english film which means obviously that although it's an international film category british films cannot make it uh, but interestingly like british films have actually won about uh, 10 best pictures i mean i'm not uh, guessing here i actually had to look it up because like films is way out <laughs> in my wheelhouse but the point here is that it's slightly weird uh, because only movies where uh, i mean basically only each country gets to submit uh, one one nomination and it has to be a non english film which is fine for uh, most countries but like for instance nigeria made its first submission last year and it got disqualified because the film lionheart uh, was primarily in english and it is weird because in nigeria english is actually a official language and uh, obviously colonial hangover and all of that so upward mobility in some senses is also but in, defined by in many colonial uh, countries especially in uh, in african countries english takes a very local uh, flavor as well so yeah. there is the way it's like in singapore i i went to singapore and i uh, found that it's very different from the way <laughs> we speak english right? yeah and of course uh, we speak english differently from uh how how the brits or the americans mind yeah I, also I'm very differently like, from how bollywood wives speak it right so <laughs> oh yeah oh, no, they speak it oh man they are, <laughs> they are just out of this world <laughs> yeah so the nigerian movie got disqualified last year which is weird and also a movie that contains too much english can be deemed uh, insufficiently international as it were so this is actually the opposite of like what we grew up with in school where there was a penalty for speaking in any language but english so i guess yeah. there is a, a balance of the universe uh, at some point <laughs> so we when when we were growing up there were uh, so i i my mother tongue is konkani right yeah. and there are two kinds of konkani so one is the regular run of the mill konkani like me and one of the super privileged konkanis konkanis are generally privileged but among them there are konkanis who like whose parents are in the ics and their uh, you know grandparents were in the ics and they studied in eton <laughs> and oxford and they continue to speak konkani with like about uh, homeopathic rates of konkani words in that so it's it's konkani but with so much english that <laughs> ஒரு 
if you were to look at truly international right beyond europe uh, and where movies with small budgets uh, where english is the official language gets made like nigeria or ghana or sierra leone mm-hmm. liberia etc they are at a serious disadvantage because uh, uh, there if you make a movie in the local language it has the very very uh, it has a very very minimal shot of making the oscars right and without something like an oscar recognition it won't be exposed to like the wider audience and basically defeats the purpose of the whole thing so uh, i told you british movies have won like 10 best pictures not in this particular category but can you guess which are the uh, countries with the maximum number of academy awards for international feature films france yeah good guess france is actually uh, number 2 and they have uh, about yeah they've won it 12 times and they've been nominated 40 times but uh, number 1 is another country germany no it's uh, it's italy it, italy has uh, 14 winning films and uh, 31 nominated films so i think we should explain the difference between uh, nominated and submitted so in this category each country gets to submit uh, one film and then there is a process of nomination which is done by the academy itself right and only if it makes the nomination does it have a any shot of winning right so in india uh, we've always made i think we've made about 50 submissions since the uh, thing was instated since 1984 actually we've submitted in every year except in 2003 when the selection committee decided that none of the movies were uh, good enough to win this category so like some and uh, fabulous uh, lives of bollywood wife wasn't made yet <laughs> this is true this is true but uh, among the 50 submissions we've made do you know how many times we've actually made a nomination with a realistic shot of winning this uh i know maybe maybe four or five yeah can you it's, name any of them i know one for sure that is mother india that oh, okay. is no. uh, yeah oh, okay. now i was way back way back it's like 50s yeah like, mother uh, india was actually the first submission we made uh, but it didn't make a nomination uh, there oh, it wasn't uh, nominated no no it wasn't oh. nominated oh so now i what was uh, yeah talam bombay i think okay Salam Bombay was there, and uh, Gandhi yeah. won't count as an Indian. Salam Bombay, you got right. Okay, actually, I'm sorry. Mother India also made a nomination, mm-hmm. and the third one is uh, more in my generation. This uh, you should be able to guess. This uh, cricket-based movie. Oh, Lagan. Yeah, I remember Lagan. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> I I thought it was a rotten movie, but uh, yeah, it it made it to the nomination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, interestingly, so this is something that I uh, picked up from India wants to know, which is like a very nice uh, quiz series that they do on the weekends. Uh, mm-hmm. Amir Khan basically said uh, he is clean shaven in the movie, right? But the movie is set in like a extremely times of drought and stuff like that so he said mm. who is shaving at this point uh, my character should have some facial hair but uh, apparently aesthetics of the time prevailed and he was portrayed as a clean shaven guy 
and that was the last movie to be nominated so amongst the 50 nominations we've uh, made it only thrice which speaks oh, wow. to yeah what yeah, yeah i'm surprised there are no satyajit ray movies in that yeah Amazing. so again uh, okay trivia time who is the pers- who is the indian to have had uh, the most number of nominations in this category ah uh, re no. yeah, okay i'm saying person not director so you can take okay. a hint from there this person oh, is uh, well known for portraying many roles you can also guess at home or uh, in the pot or in your car or washing dishes or wherever you are <laughs> no i give up i, I so it's I uh, it's kamala hasan who has oh yeah uh, a mixture of actor uh, producer director uh, nominations he has the most which i think is seven followed by amir khan who has four as an actor and three as a producer and a total of five but uh, in the directorial category you are absolutely right it is uh, satyajit ray and his uh, movies have been nominated or proposed three times in this category but uh, never been nominated okay so now coming back to the categories i mean the criteria for this selection right one is of course that it needs to be non english movie the second is that uh, there is only supposed to be one submission per country right and uh, the mm. officials from the country need to choose that right which means there is a certain amount of arbitrariness uh, in there as well right because last year let's face it our submission was gully boy so <laughs> it is uh, very you know, different it was a nice movie but yeah. it wasn't uh, it was uh, yeah it was, it was nice i mean i actually saw the movie yeah yeah i, yeah. I uh, we all saw the movie but but the point is that imagine like a academy person watching this is like the best submission yeah. from uh, the most <laughs> population dense country in the world right and seeing okay you basically ripped off uh, western culture and appropriated it into local this thing so uh, but more than india right uh, there are problems where uh, basically uh, you know uh, they are not democracies or autocracies exist like uh, russian or iranian filmmakers or even chinese filmmakers who don't uh, you know make movies that are nationalist or uh, patriotic in some sense uh, will never make it for instance the iranian director jafar panahi was basically one of the persons who has had his movies nominated to like the Cannes festival and all that but never to the oscars because basically the country gets to pick it and uh, this guy has apparently been charged with <laughs> many cases back in iran and he's actually been banned from making movies for 20 years oh <laughs> but uh, in uh, 2011 in 2010 was when his uh, sentence came in in 2011 he made a, a documentary called this is not a film so he hasn't made a film which chronicled his life under house arrest and was uh, smuggled out of the country in a birthday cake and it premiered at cannes right and then uh, his movies have uh, made it to other international film festivals like the berlin film festival and all of that 
but basically because of this criteria for the oscars it will never uh, make the submission because the uh, country itself gets to pick it and uh, uh, there is a certain amount of arbitrariness to it uh then there are a few other criteria uh, one is that the uh, the film doesn't have to be distributed in the us thankfully but it must have played in a commercial theater for at least a week in its home country oh yeah yeah oh uh, in the home country okay yeah yeah it's a, it's not like a very major disqualifying factor but uh, once i think Uh, in 2004 the dutch film blue bird was rejected uh, because of this reason because it didn't have a theatrical release right and then the fourth criteria is that the creative control of the film must largely be in the hands of citizens or residents of the nominating country so it uh, says that uh, you know it, the movie can't be from india and then all of the cast and crew and producers are from australia or england or whatever right and uh, many films have actually been declared uh, il- ineligible for this reason and usually it happens before the uh, uh, nomination stage uh, the most famous was uh, entry from taiwan in 2007 the movie called lust uh, caution 2007 and uh, only once in 1992 there was a movie called a place in the world from uruguay uh, which was disqualified because of insufficient uruguayan artistic control after having uh, secured a nomination so that is also a factor to say that uh, you know this film must uh, have had sufficient creative control in the country of yeah i mean you can't have uh, a foreign people uh, making so uh even if gandhi was a, a film yeah. made under an indian banner it wouldn't qualify yeah yeah or uh, slum dog millionaire for that matter <laughs> or slum dog millionaire <laughs> yeah these brits have actually won best picture uh, for you know movies based in india mm. based on the heroes of the times whether that's gandhi or slum dog millionaire i, I have one uh, interesting trivia for uh, mother india yeah tell tell so uh the title actually was is little intriguing i mean it's it's a story if if you know i my generation people would have seen it because it's come several times on doordarshan and when you were kids that's the only thing you had uh, to watch movies and it's like very nationalistic and it's about this lady who really you know she is uh, i think her husband is dead she has small children and and they she struggles and she never compromises on integrity and it's all it's a very uplifting movie as right. a 50 and i always wondered why it was called mother india i asked uh, you know my i remember asking my parents uh, at that time and my mom said i am then many years later i i read up about it and apparently there was a very um, a very sort of demeaning book written in the 20s okay by one american lady named catherine mayo okay. and she wrote about and, and that book was called mother india and she wrote about the plight of women uh, in india and how you know they are just abused by their uh, um, sort of male uh, you know patriarchy so she 
probably saw a few instances and you know these are everyone like everyone in india would just like moment you find a woman you just tear her clothes off and rape her and you know just beat her up or set her on fire and just just uh, wrote very very broadly and uh, very disparagingly yeah. and how everything is squalid and dirty and things like that and it really got the hackles up of everyone so including people like mahatma gandhi who said that you know it's like a drain inspector coming and opening a drain just yeah. to see a uh, rot inside the drain and then yes it, it was some such calm okay and what i found remarkable was that hurt okay was so strong that in 1957 the guy who made mother india right His his name was Mehboob Khan. Bandra Mehboob Studios is named now. Oh, I mean, it's wow. it was his his studio. Yeah, yeah. So Mehboob Khan, like, named it Mother India because he wanted to hit back at that book. <laughs> wow. Okay. So that that's uh, Mother India trivia. Very very interesting. Uh, yeah. So these are the criteria for selecting the you know best international film and stuff like that. but uh, once this submission has been made by the country uh, then again the further selection happens by the academy right so there's a phase 1 committee of uh, academy members and they apparently watch them and vote by uh, secret ballot and this is where it gets a little interesting because uh, i think it's like a a uh, kynesian beauty contest if i'm using that phrase correctly narin uh, am i what what is the kynesian beauty contest what's a kynesian beauty contest i don't know oh okay okay so i think it okay <laughs> it's it's uh kinds am i saying it correct basically the yeah, yeah, the, okay, yeah. the economist guy who was basically talking Please, about yeah. how, how the stock market works is not that you pick the best performing stock uh, but yeah. uh, basically but, yeah. like a beauty contest where you have to figure out uh, on average who is the most beautiful woman as in picked by the rest of the uh, candidates mm. right so it's not yeah, that I, I, who you think is objectively beautiful you pick in your stock portfolio you have to pick uh someone who think the rest of the world is uh, thinking is beautiful right so in some senses uh, this effect kicks in uh, which is to say that uh, every movie needs to basically there will be like a, a flavor of the season right whether that is uh, you know some uh, socially relevant cause or uh, elections just happened in america or you know black lives matter becomes prominent etc etc and everyone wants to pick a movie which has uh, certain uh, such flavor to it right mostly underdog movies because these are obviously uh, international films and you want to uh, you know sort of virtue signal that you're woke and stuff like that but also to have a chance at seeing this movie uh, the uh, producers have to pour in tons of uh, money into it to basically make it a campaign to say there uh, you know vote for change and stuff like that basically you have to bombard the uh, academy with uh, campaigns to make it seem like this is the movie that everyone else will pick right and that's why a lot of uh, the times the movies that make it are uh, fairly mainstream outside of uh, the us in that sense whether it's italian or french or now south korean i guess etc 
So after this uh, phase one by uh, secret ballot, a shortlist of 10 films is announced uh, consisting of this committee's top seven movies and then three more which are added by the Academy's International Feature Film Award Executive Committee. And then there is a phase two committee which uh, watches all 10 movies and then uh, votes on five uh, shortlisted films which become the official nominees and these are the ones that will be read out at the ceremony and stuff like that and finally only uh, one wins so uh, that is the process and this year our entry is uh, Jelly Cutter uh, which uh, is the third Malayalam movie to make it after uh, Guru and Adaminde Magan Abu right so uh, Jelly Cutter is actually Quite uh, uh, funny for an Indian nomination. I, I don't know. Have you seen the movie? I've heard about it. I've yeah. seen it, but I've heard about it. What, yeah. what do you think it's about? It's about this. Uh, it, it, I thought it was a Tamil movie, though. And no, 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 no. That's the whole point. Mm. Right? Okay. First of all, it's on Amazon Prime, and I think you should watch it. Yeah. Secondly, it's made by this uh, guy called Lijojo Spellisheri uh, from Kerala, mm. who's like a, a director who doesn't give any f- right? Like he does what he wants. He, I think in 20... The dances to his own beat. Yeah, 2014 or 2015, he made a like very, very trippy, weird movie called Double Barrel, which if you don't uh, watch Stoned, uh, you won't find it funny, right? Like, and it was way ahead of his time. And everybody universally panned it. And he said... Uh, sorry, guys, no plans to impress. I continue. I will be, be who I am. I don't care. So uh, the thing is, his movies usually get a lot of critical acclaim in India as well as uh, abroad. But he remains this guy who says, uh, you know, I don't have any lofty expectations from cinema. It's what you guys make it out to be and stuff like that. So Jelly Cutter is actually a movie about basically a Christian father who is about to get his uh, daughter married and is for the wedding feast, he wants uh, the best beef fry, right? So he has arranged for one uh, bull to be, uh, you know, basically killed, slaughtered to this. But uh, the night or a couple of nights before this thing is scheduled to happen, the bull runs away. So Jelly Cutter is also this uh, Tamil sport where uh, you're trying to catch a bull. Raising the bull. Yeah. 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 So it's actually like a play on that. Uh, And imagine the Academy seeing an Indian movie where people are crazy about beef fry from India. (laughs) That they're uh, basically trying to run about trying to catch a bull. Right. So it's, it's going to shatter quite a few of their expectations of uh, what Indian movies are like. Yeah, but it's interesting. I think it's it's worth definitely worth a watch, uh, especially if you. No, I have to watch it. I really have to watch it because uh, movies. Uh, there, uh, you know, we have watched so many um, Hollywood and Bollywood movies over the year. Yeah. That we've forgotten that movies have uh, um, anything more than a formulaic entertainment. Yeah. They do. Yeah. They, yeah. They're supposed to move you, just like literature. Literature is all about a human experience. Right. And so so are movies, right? They. They describe what other human beings are feeling about things that happen to them. Yeah. And you relate to those experiences and that's, that's, it's yeah. indescribable, but that's what yeah. good literature is. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I think this guy is also slightly different and probably will have a broader appeal to um, beyond Malayalam because traditionally the uh, issue with Malayalam movies traveling abroad has been that they're primarily writers films, right? So it will all depend on who is subtitling the film and how well it's translated. And very often it's really, really poorly translated, right? And But he uses everything, including, you know, visuals and music and the soundtrack and everything is very urgent and stuff like that. The subtitles still leave a lot to uh, be desired, but I think it's still... Uh, it travels pretty well and it's i don't think i mean to my mind it's not his best movie but uh, quite often it's, it's not good. your best movie that wins awards yeah. so yeah it's interesting yeah so that's it naren about uh, yeah. the best international feature film uh, do you want to sign yeah. us off yeah sign off uh, with yeah Stay safe, stay internationally nominated and stay safe. <laughs> Bye. Bye.